Hi guys, welcome back to Lafleur Records. Hello. It's been a while. It's episode nineteen. Yep, we have a lot to talk about. The date is December twenty ninth, twenty twenty two, which means the year is almost over, which is bizarre. It's kind of wild. I feel like since the last episode, we've had like a lot come out and a lot happening, so yeah. we have a lot to discuss. Mm-hmm. Um. But how are you? Let's start off with that. I'm pretty content, I feel like. I feel like I've learned to appreciate how simple life is right now. So living with that in my mind, I feel, like, really happy. Like, last night I realized how silly and simple things are, and I thought that was so adorable. Like, when we were, when Ren and I were driving here today, she was like, oh, it's Johnny Flame. And I was like dude that's so adorable that we just know little humans (laughs) but yeah that's how i'm at how about what about you i'm good i'm also content i think i'm just adjusting you know like um i'm just do you know what i mean like i I don't know you can't see my hand motions but i'm just like (laughs) trying to like understand simple things i feel like and appreciate them more but i love it i love it all Mm -hmm. and i love doing this i think if everyone realized or just like paid attention to all the simple things they'd be like wow and kind of chill out a little bit Mm -hmm. and recognize beauty yeah exactly um also i just i had this in the thought on my mind right when the podcast started but January, dude, and this, in 2022, was a completely different year, or different time and year from the rest of 2022 for me. What do you mean? Like, January blows my mind that happened this year. Like, the things that happened in January. I can't believe. I don't know, just, like, random, January does it, January felt like, like it wasn't a real month, or it wasn't actually 2022, it was just, like, it was, like, a preparational period Hmm. that's interesting huh yeah i don't know i felt like my january was it wasn't it was fast you know like Mm -hmm, i I honestly don't really remember it but i just feel like january in general no matter what year it is like like you said like it just prepares you for like what the rest of the year might be you know yeah also like dude in January, the pa- last year in January, Nathan left to Florida first day of the year. This year, Kaylin's leaving to Florida first day of the year. Really? Yeah. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um. Okay. That was our intro. That was our intro. We got to get into um, topics. First topic: Babylon, the new movie. By Damien Chazelle, bro. Favorite director of all time. For those of you guys who don't know, he made La La Land and Whiplash. Yes. Two of the most timeless movies Mm. ever. Ever. (sighs) Okay. Okay. First, first I just want to say all three of those movies deal with music. And you could, dude... It just deals with like the arts. Well, dude, you, know? you could just tell that bro, bro loves music too. Yeah. And you could tell. But you can tell like how he loves it. Mm-hmm. He shows it in like the 
ways that people don't see like like whiplash for example you know someone on the outside looking in just hears drums and it sounds amazing right but also you another see the thing horrors. i have to say i have not watched whiplash yet oh oh i kind of know what happens in it you ever watched whiplash i have not watched what? i've never had time for it oh you should watch it it's i really good. i know i need to watch okay it. well basically that movie shows the horrors that yeah. goes into music you know mm-hmm. and then like la la land shows two people who are both interested in the arts but they have like different goals and it's just totally right person wrong time mm-hmm. and then babylon shows the horrors of hollywood you know yeah. and film but then then it's like whiplash and babylon show like the beauties of it as yeah, well they, they, oh. it's such a good balance it it's contrasts so each perfect, other so bro. well well basically babylon was i think fabrizio also agrees with me the best movie that came out in 2022 the cast was perfect i couldn't mark I no Pitt, one bro. else could have played margot robbie's part Mm-mm. no one else she was perfect i've for never Nelly. seen that manny guy never Mm-mm. but he was so good he was oh. he was so good brad pitt was phenomenal I love brad pitt. okay brad pitt was so good and you said this in the car that his role that he plays um jack jack conrad in the movie his role was so tragic but i feel like it's so fitting for him and he could kind it of so relate to it for him, bro. because like think he's about literally it he's getting kind of old. in that position yes! bro yes because he's getting old. he was at the top bro like yes. fight club and he and everyone still acknowledges him as him as one of these great great yes. great actors but and every people idolize him but bro is bro is getting old yeah no and that just happens with you know being famous is like you die out eventually Mm -hmm. you know like not because you're hated or anything but just because there's always someone new that will will take your place you Mm -hmm. know and like seeing brad pitt play that role was so wild and mind-boggling to me Mm. because like like that's literally him in real life i don't that's crazy yeah so crazy wait also i want to talk about the movie but i don't want to spoil it I think it's we're gonna spoil the movie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, but oh, I just want to say something kind of silly right now. Okay. I feel like there's no way like that. You know, you know how um Jack Conrad goes through a bunch of wives throughout the movie, mm-hmm. and like they're all younger than him. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like a little bit like Leonardo DiCaprio. Like I was thinking throughout the movie, and I thought that was silly. <laughs> Wow. See, I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio would have been good at playing his part. Yeah. But, like, the thing is, he's not dying out yet. You know, like, Brad Pitt is still, like, put on a pedestal, but he's, like, getting forgotten about, I feel, slowly. And I feel mm-hmm. like only he could have played that part. Yeah. And he was so good. Oh, my God. Who was your favorite character? I really liked um, Manny. Mm-hmm. I thought he was... Okay, because, okay, 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 okay. I think another part of the movie, like, the main concept is you don't have to be this, the, you don't have to be the main character to be the one that ties the movie together. You can be, you know, behind the scenes, like, and I literally was thinking of you the whole time, because, like, that's so you, you know, like, being, whether you're a director or you're just dealing with, like, set stuff and which Manny was doing, you know, but he, like worked his way up and like knew 
everyone Mm -hmm. and everyone knew him and everyone he was reliable you know which let him um like what what did he do he he introduced like spanish film to hollywood right he was a part of that uh and he what i got from it is that he uh he kind of i feel like made hollywood a little bit more open and accepting he had uh black people in black bands mm-hmm. shown and he uh he also like tried to what did he do bro first of all he was what was he because he kind of confused me he was like a studio executive mm-hmm. but there was like but he's also kind of a director yeah no i just think that that his role was the studio executive Mm-hmm. But because his personality is very leader type, mm-hmm. I think he just kind of took the reins at some points. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like he did things like no one else wanted to do. Like when he had to tell um, that Sydney, the the trumpet player guy that he had to do like blackface, even mm-hmm. though he was already black. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like he his approach was so kind and like understanding and only he could have done some things, you know. Mm-hmm. But what I thought was, oh my gosh, this like broke my heart, was when like, like in the first, like, the first, you know, few, after the party, when, when he told, when he told, um, what was her name in the movie? Why am I blanking? The I keep Asian thinking, girl? No, 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 Margot Robbie. What was her oh, name Nelly. in the movie? Nellie, yes. When he told Nellie, I think I'm in love with you, and she didn't understand. Oh, yeah. I knew that's not good. So basically Manny falls in love with Nellie and Nellie becomes just like big movie star, but she her fame doesn't last long because people view her as like a sex symbol, you know? Like they and view her like that. Her her um she falls off because like the biggest conflict in the movie, sound, gets introduced to movies. Prior to that people only saw Nellie's face. She, uh, no one heard her voice. <clears throat> and when they heard her voice, they were like, oh, this girl is super trashy. Yeah. They didn't like her voice. She was from Jersey. And because of that, she starts to fall off. People see her as pornographic and, and levacious, I think is the right word. But, uh, and then with Brad Pitt's character, Jack, he starts falling off because, and this is what I want to talk about, what I was about to say in the car, but stop myself. He doesn't know how to act using his voice. He doesn't know how to make big choices and make big gestures when acting. And I thought that was so fucking dope for me to watch. Especially, I love, absolutely love the scene where he's in, he's a, He's reading lines for a movie, and his wife's trying to help her help him out. And her, his wife is a is a Broadway star, is a play actor. She's like, I think you should say it more like this. And he's like, No, what are you talking about? That's for <clears throat> that's for stage acting. And I thought it was so cool to watch that scene, to watch this dude, this great actor, try to evolve and adapt to new times. And another part that added super dope to it, what that was, that made it even more cool was, I watched it with Nathan, and Nathan is a stage actor, and Nathan told me that he really enjoyed the scene where 
um, Nelly is doing her first movie with sound and the repetition of it and that I also related to that because I've been in those positions where I'm sitting there watching these actors on the stage redo and redo and redo and redo a scene and I was like wow this is so well portrayed and so accurate and I think watching Babylon especially for me was so cool because this is my shit bro like this is this is what I want to do this is like and I've already like like I could relate to this movie and I thought obviously I can't relate to this movie all the way because it's a fucking wild ass movie but yeah it was there was so many cool moments well i just think like going back to when his wife was telling him like how to say certain things like i just never realized the difference or like yeah the difference between theater and then film like like i i just like his wife because she was in theater, she thought she was almost better than him because she had to do everything live and she mm-hmm. had to know how to perfectly say something because, like, in movies, you know, you, you have chances to redo it, you mm-hmm. know? But, like, how he, Jack Conrad, worded it and he was just getting so frustrated was because, like, like no, he basically said to her, movie, it, like, film is forever, yeah. you know? But, like, theater, it's like, you see it once and it's gone, like... And he was just getting so frustrated. And I think it was also because he knew he was fading away. But I just think, like, it was so fascinating to watch. It, it was just so fascinating to watch, like, how Hollywood is this, like, big bowl. And then a little bit of everything is put into that bowl. Like, we have film, music, theater, photography. You know what I mean? Like, you have mm-hmm. all of that. And it's just, like, so crazy <clears throat> to see these people argue because they're doing the same thing, basically, where it's just entertaining. But it's, like, you have different ways and you can – and you might not agree with everything. And it was just so, like – it was so passionate, you know? Mm. Nathan always tells me that um, film acting is harder than than stage acting. and But he doesn't know why. Neither do I. But it's weird how different they are. Like, it's so weird how different they are. And, oh, another thing. I also love Jack's character because he's not just some douchebag who is trying to do this for money. He is actually, like, passionate about it and, Mm -hmm. like, almost tearing up at his wife. He's like, what I do matters. This matters to people. Mm -hmm. Like, that was crazy. Also, that opening scene one of the most one of the best openings of all time honestly like that was such a grand party like it it was just so beautiful and vibrant you know and like also nelly her look was not like what you know like a flapper girl in the 20s she wasn't like elegant and dainty yet, like, rebellious-looking. She was just straight rebellious, and she was not, like, how society, Mm -hmm. you know, wanted women to be. But I just loved that because, like, like you said, once until, like, until everyone heard her her voice and heard her accent and, like, viewed her as this, like, trashy woman, like, it just all changed for her and it just all, like, went downhill, Mm. you know? That's bizarre to me. Another thing, I also loved how... Just random stuff happens. The most random stuff happens. Like, if you think about it, there are so many things that happen. It's just like, 
why did that just happen why is that but i think that's so fire like that's exactly how i want to make movies this movie i'm writing that's not renaissance i started off writing it because i was just like what if i just have something absolutely random and insanely capturing like engulfing in the beginning of the movie that has nothing to do with with the rest of the movie but it happens and now you're just like what the heck but then i i kept writing it writing it and it led me to connect it so it's kind of cool but i just love everything that damien chazelle does like so much of what he does is what i would do and also the coloring on this movie and the, the green that was added was so satisfying to look at like i love i love i love the scene when they're walking out of the party and it was purple and it was beautiful mm-hmm. it was like a california sunrise yeah. in like the valley and it was just it it almost like felt like looking at it they were the only two people in the world mm-hmm. you know and, and it was just wild to look at and the ending i feel like some people will think is weird you know they won't get it but like i think i was kind of thrown off by it but then while i was watching it after i saw the avatar clip i realized everything about it and i was oh my god dude i just remembered the ending and i remembered how genius okay i'm gonna explain the ending so basically manny is like it's the 50s now okay wait hold on i was confused about something what he singing in the rain back when they were like testing it out in like the 30s do you remember that yeah where brad pitt's like oh i'm not gonna sing you know remember that they were testing it out right but they never followed through with the movie is that what that was no i think i was so confused like i think it was he had heard that 20 years prior i think it was just like a different version of singing in the rain but he like but that was the first version, right? Maybe. I'm but, not sure. But I just think that's wild that he was there like 20 years later watching the 50s version of Singing yeah. Rain. Well, yeah. And, okay. If you paid attention like to the movie that Manny was watching, it reflects like it reflects Jack and Nellie. And mm-hmm. like with Nellie and that that woman in that movie trying to be proper and stuff and uh and then he just started crying and i was like oh my god this ending is so good and then it went through it went through all of them it went through just like like film history and he um he just starts tearing up and uh and then that I'm getting chills right now thinking back on it, and I was just like, "Wow, dude!" Like, Damien Chazelle is a is a geek. He he loves. You could tell he just cares. He cares, bro. Mm-hmm. He cares about film, and that ending is just like, it's Manny realizing how important he was and how important film was, and is and will be, and how film is always going to be around and i just love film mm-hmm. yeah and as someone who doesn't you know my interest is more still you know like stills like mm-hmm. photography but like i 
I appreciate film and filmmakers so much because it's hard. It's difficult. And, like, like clearly Babylon... There's so many, like... There's so many things that has made movies the reason they are today, you know? And, like, the technology that's behind it. But, like, like Babylon highlights like a specific time where sound something that like that this is how you're hearing us this is how we hear music you know like now or whatever you're even in just in movies like it's just so wild like movies had just been created they figured out a way to incorporate like um you know like captions you know, yeah. like, in, like, Charlie Chaplin movies and everything like that. And then they figured out a way to sound. Like, that's so, like, that's so life-changing. Like, I can't imagine how people might have, must have felt hearing sound for the first time. Like, that is insane yeah. to me. And, like, that's so, I never thought about how <coughs> difficult that must have been to adjust to when filming. And being an actor, or actress, too. Because, like... You never had to worry about that. You someone could yeah. sneeze on set and it wouldn't even matter. Like that's so insane. And I feel like you could do a perfectly good scene where the actor or actress says the line perfectly, the lighting is perfect, the sound sounds great or whatever. But then if someone sneezes, it's like, oh, it's yeah. ruined. You have to do it all over again. You know, and I just think it's so crazy how much goes into film and I just like and someone like how do you say his last name? I always forget. Chazelle. Chazelle, yes. I, I accidentally always want to say Chappelle. Like, I, I literally always want to, but he is so, he is so creative. Like, yes. he finds the little things and he blows it up. Like, blows it up and then it, like, really opens your eyes to life because it's like, you know, movies can be taken for granted sometimes if you don't really notice everything, you know? And I just think... Babylon was insanely perfect and mm -hmm. I think the story was great and the fact that it wasn't a true story blows my mind that I don't know that someone could just sit and think of this think of it all you know and yeah and I just think it was perfect uh another thing I just another moment I remembered uh is when I forgot the dude's name but the Trump player, his last name's Palmer. Sydney. Sydney Palmer. Yeah. Sydney. Or Manny gives him gets him a no. The like one of the bosses that that Manny works for. Talks to Sydney and is like, "Yeah, hit us up. Like we'll get you on something." And then Sydney's on it, and uh, Manny's directing it. And Manny goes up to him and he's like, yeah, how are you? And he was like, this is great. I just think the cameras are pointing in the wrong direction. And then Manny, like, he's like, yeah, you're right. And then and then Sydney gets put in front of the camera and then he blows up. I thought that was so cool. Mm -hmm. I also appreciate Sydney so much for his character just st stood true to himself. After he, was, after he did blackface, he quit. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was so cool. That was such a cool moment to show that <clears throat> it just showed that he was actually passionate about what he does and not just doing it for fame. Mm -hmm. 
And I think when any, whenever anyone shows that, it's just so fire. Yeah. And, like, I feel like it was very understandable. Like, like Manny didn't go running after him, mm-hmm. you know, because he understood. Yeah. And that's why I appreciated Manny's character so much is because he understood everything about the industry. Mm-hmm. He understood it all. And the fact that he was in love with Nellie was just so, so beautiful because he knew the horrors of it and she was a prime example of what that can do to you. Mm -hmm. But he like felt the need to always take care of her and stick by her and help her through everything. And I just thought that was so incredibly beautiful because like you might see someone in like the worst position in life and you if you really love them you'll help them no matter what Mm -hmm. no matter how against it you are uh also um during the party scene when they first meet and they're in the room doing coke oh without the coke part i saw you and i in that like just getting up and like getting excited about something and being like ah like ah like you know (laughs) without the doing coke part that's funny (laughs) (laughs) no but me too because like they both said she said, I'm a star. Yeah. And he, she asked, where do you want to... I love If you could that be line. anywhere in life, where do you want to be or something? Movie set. And he said, a movie set. And then she agreed. <coughs> and they were both like, we're going to be on a movie set one day. And they were going back and forth about it. And then they ended up being on a movie set together. And I just think that was so... It was fate. Mm-hmm. It's all fate. You know? And the fact that he spotted her... He went outside at the perfect time, saw Nellie hit the, the fountain... The st- yeah. And it was like the perfect time. It was totally right person, wrong time again. Mm-hmm. And the ending when she walked into the darkness, that tripped me out. That was the trippiest thing ever. It was disturbing. Because like you want to know what happens to someone like her. The end of the movie was so disturbing. Yeah. Like so disturbing. And also another thing, I love when the dude... When Manny talked to the security guard. Mm. And I honestly feel that the security guard think that thinks that Manny worked as a security, security guard, guard, too. Yeah. And which he is, didn't realize that he which was is, this big thing. Which adds more to the tragedy of these characters that Manny was so important in, in film and making it what it is today. But he's just not known or appreciated like that. Well, it's just like he's a shadow of yeah. film, you know, but it's just wild and it's it's sad. Mm-hmm. It's all sad, but it's like, well, is all this recognition worth it? Is it needed? <coughs> it's like it's appreciated, mm-hmm. but, you know, now Jack, Nelly, you know, all the other directors he worked with, they, they're not, he, Manny's not like a constant person in their brain but mm-hmm. it's just like he'll always be appreciated yeah you know and i think that's super valuable yeah i cannot believe jack killed himself no me either well no i saw it coming because he it's different if he was like ups up and down of mm-hmm. being happy and sad happy and sad no for, he just kept going down yeah. you know and i think that when the asian lady what's her name i don't remember i forget she was really good too. Yeah. 
um, she was beautiful, beautiful character too. Um, but when she said to him that she was leaving to like find herself or something, I, she said something like that. She was leaving to get out of there. And I think that that was his only friend left in Hollywood or that he even ever had in Hollywood. And he saw that she's leaving. And I or think just someone that, that he, like, yeah, he could relate to and like be real with. Well, and that's someone that understood him, yeah. you know, like all of the wives he had, they never once understood him truly, mm-hmm. but he, but she did, but it wasn't like in a romantic way. It was yeah. just like, you know, like genuine friends, like, yeah. you know, and connections like that are so valuable. And, um, and I think that once he saw that she was leaving, I think that kind of did it too, you know? Yeah. It was crazy. And he did it so fast, you know? Yeah. Like. <sighs> oh. <clears throat> and, like, I think the last thing I had to say is just the score. Uh, The same dude that made the Lawland score made this score. And, dude, there's no way he didn't interpolate moments. Because there was. I was freaking out. I was literally like, what the hell? During the movie. Because there are moments. In the score of Lawland. I mean, yeah. In the score of Lawland. Or literally copy and paste it onto the score in Babylon. There was there's moments. There's this one little note part in La La Land that that was used in Babylon, and it blew my mind. And I'm not wrong. I know I'm not wrong. But I love the score. I love the score. It was so good. Ten out of ten movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, but one thing I noticed about the score is that. There wasn't much music in the sense that most of the music that came from the movie was because it was being played live, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Okay, I think we need to change topics. We have like nine other things to cover. (laughs) Anyway, go watch Um, Babylon. Yeah, go watch Babylon. Seriously. It's great. really good. It's a good experience. It'll open your eyes to film for real. Yep. Okay. Do you want to talk about this next? Yeah. Okay. So, guys, Everlasting Warmth is out. Go watch it on my YouTube channel, Fabrizio Cuevas. Type it into the YouTube search bar. It's out. It's it's wild. It's so, 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 so wild. Like, releasing a project like rolling it out like it like it's so just like wow i made this i did this i thought of this and made it isn't that so wild you think you always start off with thinking something and then you make it physical like that's that has to be magic because you're literally creating something out of thin air with and sometimes I look at my hands and I'm just like, no, these, this is wild that I'm doing stuff with this. And yeah, it's out. I really enjoy it. At least one person has enjoyed it, which I thought was kind of cool. And, um, I, uh, I kind of want to read what I wrote in my notes when I released it and posted it on my story. Uh, I said, wow, 
bro i don't even know how to feel right now like wow this shit is out that's it my first project here it is everyone in the world except for if you in russia or belarus can see it this shit is so wildly important to me for so many reasons first the name everlasting warmth during summer 21 when i was having the best time of my life with natalie i was starting to really get into music so obviously i made a summer playlist when I made the playlist, I would always try to. When I made a playlist, I would always try to come up with unique names because I wanted to be different. And everlasting warmth was born. Fast forward to May 2022, I'm watching music videos and I get really fucking inspired by Tyler Vince and Kendrick for their music videos. I started slowly getting into films, so I decided my I, w- I decided to film my summer and make it feel like one of those music videos. First, I was going to call the movie Blooming because. I, I'd be like blooming and starting something new, but then I remembered that playlist I made, and I thought it was the perfect name. I mean, bro, summer is my favorite thing of all time. I want that warmth everlasting. Second, this is my passion. I mean, bro, I have just absolutely fallen in love with film, editing, and coloring. This shit is seriously so dope because you're you're all able to see how I saw the world this summer. This movie will show you how my eyes literally see things during the summer and the music I was listening to. It's beautiful. I'm so glad I went through this, bro. Went through with this, bro. This is only the start. I want to do so much more with film, create whole worlds. I promise you. Third is the people: Nathan, Sam, Emma, JD, Tanner, Ren, Isabella, and everyone else that shows up in the movie. You guys fucking made this shit. All I did was put it together. Without you guys, there is negative movie. I cannot stress enough how much I love you guys and how much I appreciate your support. Nathan, this is just as much yours as it is mine. I love you so much, Nathan. You are special. Thank you for staying by my side this summer. Sam, during the premiere, I did not say much to you because I would have probably started sobbing. So I want to say thank you so much for being next to me this entire summer. You are one of the most supportive people I've ever met, and I had so much fun with you. You're so kind, so full of just brightness, I don't know. I know you are capable of so much, and I hope you realize that. I appreciate you so, 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 so much. Your moments in the movie are some of my favorite. Anyway, thank you to everyone dealing with me annoying you about this movie since May. Please watch it, relive your summer, be nostalgic. I hope I push just one person to create something and just try it because you never know. And then I said, new, did you guys catch the last seconds of runtime? New summer, new people. The summer before, we, we all old and lame. I want it fucking wild. And, dude, Christmas was such a wild day for me because, like, like it's like it being... At first, I woke up on Christmas and I was like, oh... Everlasting Warm's coming out today. And it, it weirdly didn't matter too much to me. Because I feel like, oh, people have seen it already. Like, I guess I already felt like it's out. But then I, it actually came out. And it all started hitting me with how wild it is that it's out. And how anyone on earth, except for if you're in Russia or Belarus, can go and see my summer. And that's so special. I've created this moment in time and... I could always look back on it and dude when I'm 30 years old when I'm 50 years old I'm gonna appreciate myself so much for making this I'm gonna look back on it and I'm gonna cringe at myself I'm gonna laugh at myself and I'm gonna think wow wow and dude like especially like if if Nathan blows up bro and as an actor like watching just for people like his fans in the future are going to be able to, like, it's going to be a thing. Like, you know, it's going to be a thing. It's going to be like, all his fans are going to be like, they're going to find it one day. They're going to find Everlasting Warmth one day. They're going to look at it, and they're going to be like, wow, this is how he was as a kid. That's wild. And 
I don't know, like, it's just so cool to have something out, and I love creating things, and I love sharing it, and, I don't know, I, I feel like it's pretty perfect and reflects well, and I'm super, super, super excited to do the next one, but I'm also kind of really scared and sad to do the next one, and because it's called the summer before because it's the summer before it's like our it's like technically our last summer in high school because after this we're seniors and then after that that summer we're not going back to high school and i really want it to be i want it to be more intimate i want it, i want to show up in it more and I just want it to be so crazy and wild and so emotional and so intimate and so, so personal. And I'm really excited. Um, yeah, I got to watch Everlasting Warmth um, at the premiere. I thought it was really good. I'm not just saying that because, like, you're in front of me right now. But, like, I genuinely thought it was, it was warm. And it was fun and youthful. And I, I don't know. I already texted you exactly how I yeah. felt about it. But, like, I just think, like, like, you could tell that there was so much passion and care and love put into this and it was just so wild seeing something like made by you like that right in front of me you know and it was it was crazy it was really good and I think that the next one that you want to make is going to be it's going to be super emotional and like knowing you you know exactly what to ask and exactly what to do to make someone kind of in that vulnerable position where they just they feel comfortable enough around you, like where a camera there or not doesn't even matter, where mm -hmm. they just feel like they can tell you anything, you know? So I feel like that's a really good trait that you have about yourself. So like when asking, you know, like growing up is such a, it's such a tough subject because yeah. it's like everyone feels the same about it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like it's the one thing in the world that people kind of can relate to each other about and like, you know, asking how does like how it feels to kind of be transitioning into like an adult yeah it's like such a wild thing to think about and like i feel like you're gonna get such a wide variety of answers experiences from everyone that is in your next movie you mm. know and i think that that's a really good idea and i think it'll be beautiful more beautiful than anything you know mm. and i think that it'll be marvelous <laughs> what was your favorite moment um okay this is gonna sound narcissistic but i think what my favorite moment was like in the beginning of the movie when it's just you and me yeah down by the water I really and like i tell that you moment. that um that you're my person and everything like that like i just thought that was beautiful yeah and the colors in that scene were the colors throughout the whole movie are phenomenal but it was like because there was a sunset behind me and all around surrounding us and you could hear the ocean in the background and you can and it was like my birthday you know uh -huh. so I, I was i was happy and i don't know i just i really like love was, that too yeah. um 
I really, really, really enjoy how it starts with the bonfire and then, like, that thing happens between us. And then it goes into the next thing. And then when it goes to the next thing, it's like, okay, here's Summer. Like, I, I use the song Summer by Jaden. It's like, oh, my, like, here it is. This Like, this is it actually starting. Um, oh, What else was I going to say? Oh, I just want to talk about my favorite movements since it's my movie, but... I really love visually when me and Nathan go to the beach at 4 a.m. and fuck the world is playing. And the shots of the ocean in the morning, bro, they look so, like, I love them. They look so dope to me. It's so, especially because it feels like Brent because it's so dark but, like, mm-hmm. dope looking. And, and it's, mysterious. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, I love the shot of that guy on the rocks fishing with the skyline in the back of him it looks like a shot out of star wars bro it's so cool um another one of my favorite moments is uh when i'm it's like it's i filmed it on the monday which was exactly a week before school started and i'm just with nathan and we're just talking and I love, I love those. And I want to get more of those in the next one because I love capturing just me and Nathan talking. I love just talking with Nathan. I love when me and Nathan just go out biking and we go, like, grab food or something and we just sit there and talk for a while. And I also love the the bridge some jumping scene. I think that's one of my favorite, most fun scenes. And I also really enjoy Laguna Day, obviously. The coloring on Laguna Day is magnificent. And I think that it's so... That scene especially, it's so summer. And I love, I love, I love, I love when the last shot of that scene is um, Nathan saying, I want to, oh, I want to live here. And the music that's playing in the car kind of fades out perfectly when, when, when he says that. I also love after that scene it goes into the Fourth of July and I just I don't know why but I love how um, mm-hmm by Vince Staples starts playing and it hits so hard and when July Fourth twenty twenty two pops up like I don't know I love that part and I also love the day when I go to um, Pacific City with Emma and Gabby and I love this I I absolutely love the shot when we're driving and we're hanging outside of emma's mom's car and i got the shot of emma like smiling out the window or like while she was out the window while sunshine is playing i thought that shot was beautiful and i also love the end when um like the very end where i filmed you on my phone and we when we went to the beach after we did an episode like and it ends with that i thought that was pretty i also love the credits i love watching the credits for some reason and yeah i think those are my favorite moments oh and this is also like with that but one thing that blew my mind and that's blown my mind is that this movie has been done since early october so i've just been sitting on it and what I think is wild is that this happens all the time with just 
artists is that they have a project and they're done with it and they've been working on the next thing but then they release the project that they've been done with and people are like oh this is new but to them it's old but to the artist it's old and that's so wild that i've experienced that because everyone who doesn't really know me thinks i'm just on everlasting month like that's all i've been on but i've been working on an album since thanksgiving break and I just told, I posted on my Instagram story this morning, I guess, technically. I went to bed at 7 a.m. last night. Um, I've been working on an album. It's called Sonorous. And that just means, like, full of sound or something. And it's almost done. There's 13 songs on it. I have 12 complete. No, I don't. I have 11 complete. And... I I know when I'm going to release it. I'm going to release it on February 3rd. And uh, I'm going to have a concert. At first I was going to just have a listening party. But then I was like, no, that's so... Everyone does listening parties. I want to perform the songs. Because here's the thing that like really made me like want to do it is... The first reason why I even started making this is because after I... W- like I was, I got really weirdly into Brockhampton and how they came up and just who they are as people and why they do what they do and how they did what they did. And after I went to their concert and I met this guy named Matt and he was telling me how he's making an album and how he, and he invited me to his listening party. It's on March 23rd. And I also just was watching like videos of Brockhampton making their music. And I was like, they're just doing it. Why don't I just do it? Yeah. <laughs> Mace. Oh my. That was Mason. That was Mason. Shut it all the way. <laughs> continue. Okay, so I was like seeing Brockhampton, and I was just like, they're just doing it. Why don't I just do it? And it was Thanksgiving break. And we uh, slept over, me, Jonathan, Nathan, and Tanner, we slept over at Tanner's house. And I brought my computer for some reason, just because I I don't know why. I didn't even have any intentions with it, but I just brought it with me. And I, uh, I was like, let's make a song. So as a joke, I made a beat really quick, and then I had us all rap on it and like sing on it because I wanted that to happen because like Brockhampton inspired me or whatever and it's it's a really bad song but I think it's really funny and it's a bonus song at the end and after I made that song I actually had a lot of fun making it so then I was like and prior to that I never wanted to rap over my music or sing over it well I always did but I never thought I could or like would be good at writing but then I just started doing it, and the day after sleepover, I made the first song. I was just like, "This is so dope!" And then I really want to have the concert because I think at the end it'd be really fun and funny to bring Jonathan, Nathan, and Tanner up on stage and do that song that we did. Like it would be, it would be ridiculous, but I know I would love that moment so much in my life, and just like having so much fun with like the those three boys. And 
I've also gotten a lot. I've realized that I'm, like, getting decent at writing, I feel like. And I've always wanted to be good at writing. I always admired Renford just writing stuff. So I appreciate that I'm starting to write. But also, like, these, the, like, what I'm saying on this album is, is, like, there's, I'm, I'm not, well, actually, I'm kind of am saying stuff on it, but I'm also really not. But the instrumentals are good. So, yeah. I'm excited. I, I love how you just, like, have ideas and you can just basically bring them to life. That's a really good trait of yours. Not afraid to try it out. Um... Yeah, that's crazy. February 3rd, everyone. <laughs> Why February 3rd? Because it's the day that um, me, Nathan, Emma, and Sam became friends. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> so interesting. I just love hearing you talk about stuff like that. Because it's just like wild to hear someone care so much about something you know like because I feel like a lot of people they don't care about something as much as like I understand you do or like you know what I mean like and it's just crazy to hear from that perspective like someone the from the creator's perspective you know Mm -hmm. yeah I love I love letting people know what I think not because I'm a narcissist, but because I love I love when other artists do that. Mm-hmm. I love hearing about how they created, why they said the things they said, why they did the things they did. And, like, if I really enjoy hearing someone talk about it and that inspires me, I hope I could do the same for someone else. Yeah. A really cool thing that happened was this random kid who uh, we follow each other on Instagram. His name is Gavin. He DM'd me and was like, I really enjoy your movie, told me about it, which I thought was really cool. That's super cool. That's cool that, like, someone that you don't really know, like, took the time to watch, mm. you know, your creation and then, like, went the extra mile and texted you yeah. about it. You know, like, that's so, that's so small but so important. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, it does a lot for someone, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So, Yeah. <laughs> Go watch Everlasting Warmth. Yeah. It's out now. And watch the summer before next year. Listen to my album when it comes out. Mm-hmm. And I hope to have a short film out next year. That's about it. <laughs> what about you, Ren? Um, oh. Well, I don't know. I kind of had this idea. I, I, was in fo- I was in my photo class I think I think it was on it was last Thursday. And I we we were doing nothing in the period, like literally nothing at all. No, I actually maybe it might have been like Tuesday, sorry. It was last Tuesday. And we had nothing to do in the period, but we weren't allowed to go switch seats and like sit next to whoever, so I didn't, I wasn't allowed to go sit next to Tyler. Tyler wasn't allowed to sit next to me. So I just had, like, the period of myself. So I was just doing research, and I was thinking about 
I, I just looked up Thrasher magazine to look at their old magazine covers, and I was thinking these pictures are so similar to what I have ideas of. And if this is what Thrasher is looking for, I can so do something like that. But it's not even just Thrasher. It's just, that was just the first thing I had come across. But I looked, like, I looked at tons of other skateboard magazines but then like also like surf magazines just clothing magazines you know like like whatever I was looking at all different types of magazines because like I think I need to do something a little bit more with my work because like the thing with photography and I feel like it's kind of hard to put out there because it's not like it's like the most I've done is I've just posted it on my Instagram and other people have posted it on theirs, you know? But, like, that's it. Like, I, that's not what I want it to end at. Like, I want to... I want to make a ma- my own magazine so bad and, like, my own photography book. Like, I want to do that so bad, but I just, like... I kind of want... I and, mean, obviously, recognition's not the biggest thing, but I would... I would love to get some recogni- recognition, you know, and... um I don't know, so I was thinking about trying to submit my photos into a few magazines, Thrasher being one of them, and just seeing what happens, you know, and I have all these ideas to take photos, you know, skating photography, landscape photography, you know, like, industrial photos, like, everything like that, and I just, I just want to, like, submit it somewhere, because I have, I have it all, but I don't have anywhere to put it, you know, and I want somewhere to put it, and I want someone to see it, and I want someone to feel something when looking at it but yeah you need the platform yeah but I mean, that's just what i want to do and i think i might you know definitely next year is when i'm getting on to that like that's going to be my goal next year is to get at least one thing accepted into a magazine yeah i mean you gotta just you gotta just try it out yeah. you don't know because you could submit a photo and then it's like oh ren yeah, we need you to shoot this pro skater, please. Come do it. Like, that'd be so fire. Like, that first photo shoot you did with Tyler feels like a Thrasher, like, magazine. Like, that photo of... I'm assuming you're under him and he's over you. Like, that... Like, that photo is a magazine cover of, like, Thrasher. Like, I could... I could like, I could see it. Like, it'd be dope. I love that photo. I love, I love that how photo that too. photo, you can see his emotion in it. And I love how it's a little bit blurry. And I and honestly, like, this is a big no-no in, like, photography world is, like, when a limb is cut off at, like, the wrong spot, it creates a lot of tension. And, like, a little bit of his head is cut off. But honestly, like, I, I don't mind. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I just, I love that photo and I love how there's so many elements, you know, in it. And if I could do one thing differently, I would edit it to make it black and white back because that's just because I love black and white photos so much but but I don't know I just love that and I'm just like really proud of that you know um but yeah that's it's my idea you gotta do it yeah okay on to music um SZA came out with a new album SOS honestly <laughs> If you're asking me, do I think is it it's her best album? Like, no. Mo, all these little white girls are saying, <laughs> no. Control's her best album, Control. and I'm sorry if I, that's, you know, it's music is opinion. You know, like you might like something or you might not like it. Control just feels more like an album to me. Yeah, no. Control is just solid. It's full. It's warm. 
it came out the mo- it came out at the most perfect time and i feel like I, honestly i i listened to all of sos i think twice and then i never listened to it again i listened to it i listened to the first half then i listened to the second half and i only find myself returning to gone girl and open arms i find myself returning to um and good days good days technically but used to you didn't like used to i think that one's good um but yeah kill oh. bill isn't bad i guess what oh talk about kill bill I don't know. It's just good. I like the part where it's like, I did it all for love. I did it and no drugs. I like that part. I think that's such a SZA sound, you know? That's such a SZA. Um, like, she sounds best when she's, like, ye- basically yelling it out there. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. such, like, that's so her. And I just think that, that that's such a good, you know, thing that she does. But, yeah. Okay. We need to just talk about Cardi. Yeah. It's not okay. It, it really, it's not okay. I don't like, I don't know what bro oh is like God. like this. So I don't know if any of you guys saw but he on the 24th he posted on his story like a music cover. A music cover and like screenshots of like uh text messages where they're sending like songs back to each other or whatever. Uh, nothing uh, i'm just telling you right now i was hyped i was hyped i i um i was just annoyed i remember myself being annoyed yes i was i was hyped but i was like you know what if i get my expectations like to a certain point like super high i'm gonna be pissed on christmas and i don't want to be pissed on christmas so i kept telling myself he's not gonna drop and what did he do he didn't drop he didn't drop drop. and at this point i'm convinced he's never going to drop (laughs) i just i don't understand what is he doing? Why does he do this? Why? No, I, I don't. I, don't, I don't understand artists teasing or announcing music when it's not done or ready to be dropped. Yes, yeah, like I, maybe this is just Cardi, you know, telling everyone he has stuff. But well, we still, know but he we has. know he does. He has so he has. I know he has like a whole closet. No, five closets filled of unreleased music, yeah. and. He has five songs with Frank Ocean. Did you know that? Yes, I saw that. No, like the fact. No, also, I'm mad at Frank Ocean as well. I don't want to even talk about him because he makes he me re- he dropped the blonde vinyl again, and I couldn't get it, bro. Yes. Oh my no, god. No, it's just like all these little things that Frank Ocean and Cardi especially are doing. That it's just like they're they're just letting us know that they're not you know done. But it's just like, come on, like when are you gonna do it? Like it's it's frustrating. He might drop on. I can't read. Mason oh. texted me. Do you uh, want anything? <laughs> Here, text me. Oh, okay, yeah, anything. yeah. Um, it's just frustrating, and you know what's crazy? I texted Fabrizio this like last week. No, 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 literally a few days ago, and I was like, "Dude, I feel like I'm boring because the only person I've been really listening to lately is Cardi and like Brazilian music, and I just feel boring. Like, even though like." Like, that's such a weird, like, mix. But, like, I just feel like I'm listening to Cardi over and over again. I just, I just had a, th- rem- I just remembered what music I'm really into. Continue and then I'll oh, talk I, about it. No, I just feel like 
you know, like if you, you know, have you ever gone to the point with Frank Ocean where you've listened to him so much, you're just like, okay, I'm bored now, you know? I feel that way about Cardi now because he hasn't dropped anything and I just feel... I do get that way with Cardi. <sighs> Frank, I just, when I listen to Nikes, I'm just like, wow, what a genius. He, I love he's Nikes. Genius. He's perfect. No, but like, oh, with Are Cardi, Are you going to text though, him? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, Cardi, though, I just get frustrated and I love him. Do you mm. see um, I always post edits of him. Yeah. That's <laughs> 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 uh, the funniest thing ever. I can't. Um, okay, let me just talk about this. Guys. Okay, what do we... Do I talk about this right now? Like, what music I'm into? Or... Wait, aren't you going to do... Yeah, should yeah, we do that? Do, okay. Do Metro. You listen to the album? Mm-hmm. Metro dropped Heroes and Villains. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good album. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I listened to it a lot, kind of. Did you ever know what he looked like? Yes. I did not know what he looked like. How did you not? I saw him. For the I remember the first time I did look at him, I was like, oh, that's Metro. That's kind of silly. No, that's what I... It's <laughs> so funny. That's literally what I thought. I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh. He's, like, cute. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to look at a picture of him right now. He... I kind of really, I really like the Travis Scott songs on that album, bro. And the 21, oh, <laughs> Stop. Don't even. I, I can't. Umbrella, bro. Young Nudie and 21 Savage on that song. I mean, oh, it, my God. I feel like Travis Scott and Metro have a good, good um, Chemistry, understanding bro. of each other when it comes to music. You know what I mean? Also, really like Around Me by Don Tolliver. And I really, really, really like Creeping with The Weeknd, bro. His voice on that song. Oh, my God. The Weeknd's beautiful. And Feel the Fire with Rocky, bro. And Take, <laughs> Take Off. Off. Oh, my yeah. God. That song is so... It's such a nice song. It's just such a nice song. Also, Rocky. What's his album called? He announced the title oh, of it. Oh, he did. I forgot. Um... Oh, shoot, I forgot. Wasn't that, like, a while ago? Yes, bro, I am so... I just need all this music from these top artists, bro. Yeah. No, seriously. Like, we just need it. Uh... Oh, it's called Don't Be Dumb. <laughs> why did we forget that? When did he announce that? I feel like... Why do I feel like that was a while ago? He announced it on the 9th of this month. Oh, not that long ago. It's been 20 days. I can't. Oh, I can't wait. I just feel like 2023 is just going to be filled with good music. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm excited. Utopia. If, dude, when is it going to If happen? Utopia drops next year. Oh. Next year's a year. Dude, Travis Scott. I will. Memphis tells me this all the time, and I never realize it. He's like, he literally tells me all the time, Ren, you're so lucky you got to go to Astroworld when you did. Mm -hmm. Because, like, that was before concerts how they were before now mm -hmm. they're a little bit different you know yeah and i'm just like travis scott is one of the most like genius artists i think because he like in he's very punk you know and he's rock very and inspired by punk yes and like you can see like even through his documentary he's very like he's very consistent and he's very he pays attention to the details and like 
I Travis Scott is just a great He's artist. a world builder, bro. Yeah. I love artists who are world builders, builders like Tyler and Travis, mm-hmm. bro. Like, they pay attention to every little small thing, how every room feels, how their art is presented, how they're presented. Like, it's just, they create the perfect worlds for what they do, and it's so fire to watch and it's so inspiring and i really want utopia and like travis it's so funny because like you look at him and you you wouldn't think like oh you know what i mean like he's very like he's a thoughtful person yeah like he's very small he's very like usually put together looking (laughs) you know but then like tyler you can tell you know tyler the creator you can tell you know he's doing something but then it's like it's like travis like he's famous but like not everyone really listens to him like that you know but then like people who do listen to him they realize like this whole like basically a society he's made you know and yeah. it's just so crazy and like god i'm i'll say this forever i'm so happy i was i like was so in love with travis at one point yeah. I, I not in love like i just admired and understood him at such a young age because i think that that definitely you know yeah no he's amazing he's amazing i can't (laughs) okay Um, uh anyway i was gonna say dude so since i'm almost done with this album making i've been making songs on the side and just getting a feel for what i like and recently i've been getting more into non-hip-hop music but every day, I, I always am like, there's a moment in every day where I'm like, wow, I really love rap music. This is the greatest thing of all time. But electronic music, people. Oh, my God. I think it's the greatest thing of all time because, listen, guys, you could play electronic music in the background and just have that energy of that music make your vibe great. Or you could pay attention to it and you realize, wow, the production of electronic music is the greatest thing of all time. I love electronic music so much. There's this artist. Is that why you want to go to a rave so bad? So bad, bro. <laughs> he texted me the other day saying, Ren, I want to go to a rave so bad. I'm like, oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> There's this artist called Fred again. And, bro. He is just having fun making music that is electronic and it sounds so great. It's so satisfying. It makes my brain tingle, bro. Like, oh, like I'm absolutely in love with electronic music right now. That is my shit right now. That's so wild. Like, that's wild because I really don't like electronic music that much. You know, that's such a unique sound that's only like. It's so weird because I would always. for the longest time, I've been trying to get into electronic music, but I would always be like, this just sounds like straight-up commercial H&M Forever 21 music. Yes, 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 that's, like, that's exactly you it. Have, but you have to understand, I saw this one TikTok. It was this guy, he was in a, he's in a, he's like in an audio engineering class, and they had to make a song about what electronic music means to them or whatever for their final. And I was like, whoa this song feels so real and it doesn't sound cringe and i love listening to it and it was so and it made me flow like it was so beautiful so i was like i need to find the right artist or else i'm gonna lose my mind because i just want to listen to that sound so then i looked at who he was inspired by and i found fred again and dude like he it's just so magnificent like and 
so now I really want to make electronic music, and I, I tried to, and I'm, and I sampled Aiden Hunt. And That's so hard. Like Aiden Hunt's gonna like die when he hears that. He's like, gonna love that. And it was like, wow, this is kind of fire. <laughs> this is kind of fire. Like that. Um, that this is what's happening right now, and I. Like if you got good electronic music, it's so cool. It's so cool. And then I've also been into like my favorite song right now is "My American Life" by Brockhampton, and it's really, really, really raw and like stripped back. It's just an acoustic guitar and Kevin singing on it. And but I really, really, really just love. I love the guitar right now. I really want to learn how to play guitar bad, like really, really bad. I'm making a band in March. I forgot about that until right now. And I who's re- in your band? I don't remember. <laughs> wow. Wow. But I just remember that me and Kaylin are like the front people. And it's gonna... And through that band, guys, I want to experiment so insanely hard. And I was telling Kaylin, I was like, think about it. We have to do every single genre. And here's why. Think about the concerts. Imagine you go to a concert and you experience... But it's not like a festival... It's from the same artist. You experience hip-hop, pop, dance music, electronic music, house music, rock, metal, grunge, like jazz, bossa nova. Like imagine going through all of that in one concert. You'd be, I would be mind blown. So I was just like, we have to do everything. And I think that's going to be the coolest thing ever. But anyway, I really like electronic music. Yeah. <laughs> what genre are you really into right now? Oh, <sighs> Cardi well, and Brazilian. Okay, well, like now I'm, I'm like, well, my favorite song right now is "Congratulations" by yeah. Mac Miller. I love. I I wish I appreciated Mac Miller more, especially when he was alive. Yes. Or bro. I wish that he was still alive I when hate I that he's dead. Yes. Like, he, listening to his stuff, I literally start levitating. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, you can hear so much of, like, Tyler, the creator, and his songs. Like, like I'm not even joking. Like, it's just the wildest thing It's so thing cool ever. that he was friends with everyone. Yes, everyone. Like, and the piano and congratulations. Mm. I was just telling Fabrizio this. My life right now is that sampled piano. It is. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. It's just delicate. It's like I'm lightly walking across it all. And it's wild. And and it's pretty, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like that song, like, songs like that, anything that really, it's not a specific genre, but anything that has, like, a highlighted instrument in it. Yeah. I love, like... Like, I also really love the song To Zion right now by Lauren Hill, but with the Carlos Santana, I don't know, I don't think that's his name. I can't yeah, really yeah, remember. Yeah. But that guitar in that song, uh-huh. and, like, I don't know, it's just, like, I just love stuff like that. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's just so, like, timeless, you know? Timeless pieces are just mind-boggling to me, and I love it. Um, 
Oh. Wait, what's this? Acknowledgements. Oh, yeah. I think Wait, we should do this to... one. Which one we do that after? I think we should save this, this, and this for last. Or, yeah, one, two, three, four for last. I think no, we should this do... should be last. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we should do this right now. Okay. Then that. Okay. Should I go first or you want to go first? Uh, You could go first. Okay, well, I have this. Well, on the last episode, Fabrizio and I, we discussed death. And I, and I listened to that specific part where we just discussed death. Like, oh, I've listened to that so much. And it's weird because it's super, like, touching. You know, so I, I, as of lately, I've been feeling a lot of fear, you know. And I just kind of wanted to discuss, like, the fears that we have been having lately and fear is something as simple as like um, I'm afraid of attachment or I'm afraid of getting hurt you know like it doesn't have to be like I'm afraid of the dark you know what I mean like but I something that I've been afraid of I've noticed as of late but then just throughout this whole year is trusting you know and I'm so afraid of trusting like it's wild I in my English notebook like for class after every time I take a math test I pull that notebook out and I just like I write everything I'm afraid of and what I'm feeling in that moment and I'm telling you right now like 80% of it is about fear and being afraid of trusting you know not just like a significant other but just like anyone you know and I feel like going into the new year I want to be more open to that and I want to be more trusting and you know, not, like, opening, like, my heart and mind to more people rather than closing it off and, like, you know, all that. But, yeah, that's just what I want out of the new year is to be more trusting and open. That's one of the things. Uh, okay, what about you? Uh, I, I have quite a bit of fears, like, when you first said you want to talk about that. One of them is basically I'm scared of getting too caught up in what I do. I'm scared of it. I'm scared of overly becoming obsessive with it to the point where it ruins stuff. I'm scared of not knowing when to put down the camera. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I talk about it in a song, and then I also on the family the album kevin talks about how he would record everything he turned everything into like a thing to create into something and he realized that that was bad and like i acknowledge that and i understand it but i'm scared that if that i won't be able to stop it because that kind of like suck to not just step back for a bit I'm also scared of the future, like, wildly, insanely. Like, I really just want to secure my future so badly. Um, But I kind of, I always, that thought always pops in my mind. I kind of get over it really quickly. Because I tell myself there's no, there's nothing else I want to do. Like, there's no other option. Then, uh... I'm pretty scared that I'm not actually good at what I do. Like, that always also comes into my mind for a moment. I'm just like, 
am I actually like gonna be good at this? And then I'm pretty scared of falling in love, which is cringe, but like it's true. And I think those are like the main fears right now. Going to one of your fears, going back to that, like when you said you're afraid of like whether or not you're actually good at what you're doing. I'm, I kid you not, I think about that all the time. And it's so terrifying. So terrifying. Because like as much as you might love something and you might think you're doing it right, a part of like entertainment and like visual stuff is like whether or not an audience likes it as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's so, so, so scary. And well, I mean, I can assure you from looking at your work, I think it's it's good, Fabrizio. Like seriously. And to just reassure you that you shouldn't be afraid of that. Well, with film I'm kinda like, okay, I'm I could get I'm like decent at that. What I'm scared about is music. Because film is a lot yeah. easier than music. music to me, is at difficult. least. No, music is hard. Music like, is so difficult. Like, Wait, are you singing on your album? I was yeah, singing and rapping. Okay. Like, especially with trying to get a quality, quality, good quality song out, it's hard. Like I'm teaching, I've been teaching myself how to mix and master. It's super difficult. It's wild. It's wild. And I watch all these videos of people doing it, and it's just like, how do you just know? Mm-hmm. How do you begin to learn all this stuff? Because it's... And it's so wild because you watch all these videos, and you're like, I'm going to teach, I'm I'm teach you how to mix a master by yourself, but usually I just send it to some dude because you have to really have a good ear for this. Which is so wild, like... Because when you're mixing and mastering, it's the tiniest little sounds Mm -hmm. that you're paying attention to. And, oh, another fear of mine is going death or blind. Like, those are, I think those are my top two biggest fears of all time. Because if I go deaf, I'm I'm effed. If I go blind, I'm effed. Like, that just so suck with everything. Um, Yeah, but music is really difficult. And, yeah. It is difficult. But, I mean, it's just practice, honestly. But I do agree, like, music just comes naturally to people. Like, it's But I will also say that I have gotten better at it. That's good. I, yesterday, I went back and I listened to all these old beats I made from two years ago. I started making beats. I started making music two years ago, which is wow. two years. I've been listening to it for two years. That's mm-hmm. kind of wild. I was listening to it and I was like, "Wow, I have gotten better," which made me, which made me hopeful. I was like, "Okay, I'll continue to get better at this. This is cool." Like, because before I was listening to my old beats, I was like, "These don't even sound like songs." And I was listening to my new stuff. I was like, "These sound like songs," but then I was like damn, I kind of appreciate my old self for doing that and experimenting because it helped me be better, which I think is just like what you got, what like everyone needs to do. You just need to try it and experiment. You need to experiment so hard. And and it's going to sound like a mess. There's 
so many times where I've been like, oh, I'm so annoyed right now. I can't do something with music that I just, I made the wildest, most bad sounding thing on earth. But because of that, because of me making that, it helped me. I have this one song, this one beat from like a year ago that is like six minutes long of me just throwing so much into one song because I was so annoyed with me not being able to make something sounding good but I kind of really enjoy listening to that beat because it shows just how much I want to try stuff so yeah just try guys should we do that now yeah 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 okay so I had this idea because like I was looking at this one person i was reading about this one person's like history with music and then also with like her dating life and everything and who is it oh is this who you relate to yes okay and then i was thinking i was like i wonder like who we relate who the average human might relate to you know what i mean and like i asked Fabrizio, like we should talk about which celebrity we relate to because I think it's just interesting. Because, like, honestly, I have no idea who Fabrizio would say, you know? So, like, Fabrizio, who is a celebrity that you would relate to? Damien Chazelle. Because, I mean, everything he does is, like, something I would do. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the amount that he cares is the amount that I care. Yeah. So he is definitely someone I relate to. He's so. He's French. I didn't know he was French. <laughs> I'm looking at pictures of him right now. What a smart guy. What a genius. Yeah. What a genius. Um, I relate to Lana Del Rey a lot. You know why? Why? Because I read this thing that James Franco said about her, and I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I I relate to that so much. What did he say? He said that... I'll read it to you. I screenshotted it because it's phenomenal. Well, and it's not that... Okay, basically he said... Lana lives in her art, and when she comes down to earth for interviews, it gets messy because she isn't made for this earth. She is made to live in the world she creates. She is one who has been so disappointed by life, she had to create her her own world. Just let her live in it. Like, I relate to that because there are times where I'm so disappointed with everything I do. You know what I mean? Like, here. You know what I mean? But then it's like... I have these, I, I don't know, like, when, I, when I'm when i in my own bubble, well, you know, when I'm writing or taking photos, and I can be surrounded by a bunch of people. You know, you can be surrounded by a bunch of people, but you can feel like you're in your own world for a minute. Yeah. Like, that is so priceless, you know? And hearing, hearing James Franco talk about the woman that he fell in love with like that, that, you know, that's in such a kind of dark but like beautiful way it's just so admiring and you know i have this vinyl that lana has honestly i listen to her music but not like insane 
amount, you mm-hmm. know. But I listen to her music. But she has this this album. I don't even know if you would consider it an album, but it's a poetry album. Have you ever heard it? What? I can't. I have it. Wait, is it the one with the uh... oranges on yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And it's where she talks about her experiences with love, her love-hate relationship with L.A., love-hate relationship with New York, and it goes on. You know what I mean? And it's just like exactly how she would write about L.A. or you know, someone or something is exactly how I write about it without even hearing her stuff first. Like, Uh I just feel like her, her and my mind are very similar in that way. And like, she had everything, you know, she had love, money, ASAP Rocky at one point, you know, like, but she still found things to be disappointed about. Yeah. And, you know, you can view that as someone being spoiled or, ungrateful but i just think more it's like you just expect you have high expectations of life and i can guarantee you well i don't know her obviously but like i feel like you know when she goes through all of this and is just so disappointed and angry with society and the world you feel guilty you're like why am i complaining i'm fine you know Mm -hmm. but it's just like you just expect so much out of humanity and you know me i'm just a 16 year old you know in california which is like populated with so many you know and it's just like i feel so big but small i feel smaller than i do bigger but like it's just weird but i just relate to her so much that's another fear i have i just remembered is that i'm scared if i'm i don't know if i'm actually special Mm -hmm. because i see on tiktok all the time it's so many people that want to do this mm-hmm. and they all do it right yeah. and they're some of them can be better than me yet they're not blown up so then because i'll be in my own world like releasing everlasting warmth or making music and i'll be like oh this is cool people care like this is gonna this is doing something a little bit but then i see other people release their own little projects and i'm like Oh, I don't really see too many people being like caring about their stuff. Am I actually special? And that kind of freaks me out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's terrifying. Because it, it is a lot of people on Earth. Yeah. But it's just like in your area, you feel so big. But mm-hmm. then it's like you need to take it to the next level. And it's just you have to make it like everyone, you know. And it's yeah. just, it's crazy. 